Hello and welcome to Just Another Liverpool Podcast with me, your host, Stuart Jones, and my co-host, Matt Wood. We discuss about how Liverpool have performed in their latest Premier League fixture, giving our views and opinions on that game, reviewing how other results went in that game week, and also a quick review on Liverpool's next fixture in the league, and finally finishing on our fantasy football teams. Well, good evening, Matty. Right. Um, good just, hiatus from our yeah, just, international just break. like to mention as well that the last podcast was our most listened to podcast, which probably isn't saying a lot, but um, yeah, we did get some, for us, some decent numbers anyway, and it's now available, proper plug here, oh, yeah, it's now available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Apple Podcast app. And pretty much every podcast app that you can think of, I believe. So yeah, the uh, yeah the we're o- selling ourselves to everybody then. We're we're selling ourselves to the existing customer base with that. So probably not going to get us anywhere, but no, it's uh, it's it's growing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's, Slowly but growing. Yeah. Yeah. So more pressure now, Stu. I know. Not yeah, to not to listeners. fuck up. But um, to fuck up your intros, which I haven't done yet. <laughs> I know you're trying your best, Just wishing. Okay. But uh, yeah, did you watch any of the England international games? I thought you were going to say, did you watch the Liverpool game? <laughs> no, let's talk about it. Very fundamental to a Liverpool podcast. <laughs> um, I did watch, uh, I think I did watch uh, little bits of it. I like half an eye on it. I didn't really pay much attention to it, but... Oh, I just didn't you? bother anymore. You just don't bother? No, I just get my football fix now off Liverpool. That's enough. All right. What about the... Would you watch, you, you're going to be watching the tournament now, aren't you? Oh, when it comes to it? Yeah. If I get, say, invited somewhere or, you know, say a few invitors around you. <laughs> as long as there's beers, on, you know, available, yeah, I probably will do. All right, you're trying to invite yourself around now? Well... Whole um, another discussion that, but I do think it's weird how they do it. The the next Euros is just like all over Europe. Oh yeah, with and the fact that it's um, is it still twenty four teams? I think no. I'm not a clue. So it's an inflated. It was sixteen teams for quite a number of years, wasn't it? And then the last Euros, it went up to twenty four teams. Oh yeah. So they the the quality was kind of like lessened quite a bit. You had the likes of Northern Ireland in there and. Wales, Wales. <laughs> yeah. Who you know? Who Wales, well. have, Wales have qualified again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, twenty four teams, and then you don't. There's not actually one host cities because England's play all their games at. Um. They all their group games at Wembley. Yeah. Big advantage. Should we move on? But but yeah, that's that's yeah, enough. Let's of, move on. So we had a break there before, like our season really starts, where we've got like thirteen games in the space of six weeks. Um, Does that mean thirteen podcasts? Ooh, no, nah, not got one, time for one that. week. One a week, that'll do. Got busy lives, haven't we? Anyway, uh, Liverpool came out of Sellers Park with a hard fought two one win. Uh, our goals coming from Manny and Bobby Firmino, a match uh, which was always gonna be our, like a hard test against Palace. You know, uh, they have been our like bogey team in recent seasons as well, and like the adage of. Roy Hodgson wanting to get one over is um, over us like you know he really would have got his players G'd up for it um, can't imagine Hodgson motivated 
a team, to be honest. He just rubs his face even harder. Yeah, fly on the wall for a, for a team talk there. Carragher was saying the other... Um, Carragher was doing an interview, like, the other week, and he said something about Hodgson and what he was like in... Um, in the dressing room in terms of his team talks and he was saying like sometimes it just he was getting proper angry but it just you just started like laughing your head off because it was just yeah it was just funny to watch him going absolutely berserk yeah I can see that like really he's like how old is he as well he's getting on now he's the well. oldest in the he's oldest in the league yeah. isn't he it's like, it's like an old voice isn't it so um, but yeah go ahead Matty take away your analysis of uh, that performance cheers um, I did. Um, it, it. Do you know what? I was just looking at our our, our results this season, and because I feel like when I was looking at the performance, it's almost like we're sitting there reading from the same kind of script again. Because it's another two one, and that is our sixth two one league victory of the season. Oh, you've been looking Do you like up? that stat? Yeah, I've been looking them up. Got that one all by myself. And it's our seventh in total, so we beat. Uh, we also beat Genk two one, in the Champions League, so it it just goes to show that we've had a lot of those games where we've need to needed to be really resilient, grind it out, not been playing necessarily at our fluid best. I thought the first half especially, they did put us under pressure. We it took us a while to really get going. Yeah. Um, I think we were really fortunate with the um the the goal that was eventually disallowed. Um, however, I do think second half we did have a good control on the game when we went the uh, one nil up. I actually thought we'd see that we'd see that out and we'd be able to keep a clean sheet and possibly nick a second. So it was a bit of a it did come uh slightly uh, against the run of play. I thought when they did uh equalize, I thought. Um, actually, again, I thought Henderson going off um, probably didn't help us because he was giving a lot of that protection to Trent, which yeah. we've spoken about before, and Zaha, who was their biggest threat. I thought, to be fair, Zaha and Townsend are always threats, the way that they, they carry the ball um, are very direct. Um, it does cause you um, problems. So I thought him coming off had a little bit of an impact in, in them kind of exploiting that right side and then... Um, Zaha getting the, the chance to equalise but again I think that was it's like 82nd or 83rd minute and you, you're thinking oh, it, it's it's a weird mindset because when, when they, they equalise you're kind of a bit like you're thinking oh no like are we going to drop points but then you're also thinking we've been here like yeah. so many times before this season yeah. that it's not like it's not unlikely that we're going to go up the other end and score, which we did with a proper scrappy goal. Great for Firmino to, to, to score, um, given that he's not um, scored it, for it a while. It was a scrappy goal, but I'll tell you what, it was a great finish for Firmino. Yeah, he did that many bodies in the yeah, box. He and... did have one, uh, I think, to make it 2-0, didn't he? Uh, with a toe poke, and he should have scored oh, that, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So he, he made up for, for that miss mm. there. But yeah, just another another similar type of performance where we've just shown that amazing resilience to to grind it out really um obviously i think the big one of the big talking points was the um their disallowed disallowed goal i don't know what you you thought of that i think there's been a lot of chatter um from liverpool fans that uh it was a foul but for me personally i don't feel like there was enough of a contact for for Lovren uh, to go to go to ground certainly so I do I think, think we were massively I think fortunate because that's the thing it come off Genie's head didn't it 
The yeah, ball came in yeah. and it came off Genie's head. So I'd say if Genie hadn't headed it, then yeah, that was obviously coming towards Lovren. But then because Genie headed it, then Lovren really wasn't involved in that play. You know yeah, I mean? it, it's it's almost. I guess it doesn't really. A foul is a foul. It doesn't really matter whether he he'd be involved or not. But I do take the context of the fact that even if he was, um, wasn't kind of pushed over, or whatever, he was gonna have no Impact bearing on that. on that goal yeah. eventually going in. I do. I think what a, a lot of people have saying um, is the fact that the initial free kick was soft. Uh, that was given away by by Trent on Zaha, which I do agree with, and I don't think it probably was a foul. But two wrongs also don't make a right either. So uh, I have to say I do sympathise with uh, with Palace on that one. I think a set, you know, we, there's a certain degree of bias that that we probably come across um, as having on you know talking about Liverpool as Liverpool fans. But I like to think that I am quite objective, and I think that was harsh. Uh, really was when I was because when I was watching the, the live and the replays were were kind of showing the incident. At first, they didn't even like pick up on the push. No, not not at all. And it was almost like they were going through with a fine tooth comb. Is there anything we can find here to pick out that's not gonna, um, that's gonna disallow the goal? So if it went against us, you'd be fuming, wouldn't you? That's why. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. He barely like puts his hands on him, and then Lovren make completely makes the most of it. You could even. Has Lovren been clever? Maybe I don't know, but I thought that was um, really unfortunate. Um, I don't know what I would say though is even if we do go one nil down, you oh, don't. Yeah. You, you you still think you're not panicking, are you? You're still thinking you can get back. You in still this think, game. yeah, and especially would, that was just before half time as yeah. well. So there's plenty so do, to come back. Do you think? It, do you think that should have been disallowed or? Um, like I, I'm in agreement with you, really. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think if that was obviously. We must be the only two Liverpool fans who were saying that probably should have stood. Yeah, but yeah, I think like the the game, um, yeah, wasn't the most joyous of games to watch. But you know, it was just like a game that which was like scrappy and frustrating. Like I said earlier, that's what you're always going to get with it. Like this Palace team under Hodgson, Mm. you're really going to have to fight to get three points. and yeah, we got the, we got the three points. Mm-hmm. But pre- obviously, you know, we'll talk about the other the other results in the uh, game week. But yeah, just it just put pressure on City, Chelsea, and Leicester really. But yeah, yeah. even though even though with how many wins in it, I don't know. Obviously, we've won all but one one of the games. But you you still feel like it's critical that we do just win as like every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know that City in particular are, are still going to be by the end of the season they're, they're going to amass a points total which is going to be uh, substantial and we're going gonna to need this long winning streak if you like to continue because we're going to need all, all, of, all the points we can so Definitely. it's just every every victory is absolutely huge um, it's not one of those where in times gone by where uh, you know, perhaps the other team equalised with eight minutes to go or whatever away from home against Palace, and you think, right, just make sure we just don't get beat here. Let's take the point. Um, it's the mentality's got to be to try and uh do everything that we can to to win the game. So yeah, standing yeah, standing in good stead at the minute. Yeah, isn't it? so trying to get these three points in every game. So yeah, 
may it continue. And uh, even, I think at the end as well, did Zaha, he had a great chance to knee, I think, oh right in injury time. He blazed it over. Oof. It's it's moments like that that you think, is it our is this? <laughs> is it our year? But yeah. I'm still not believing that though yet. I'm still not like, you know, from the rooftop saying, yeah, this is going to be our season now, we're going to win it. I'm still very cautious on the fence. Pessimistic. Yeah. Got to be yeah. though, with what's happened in the past. Yeah, so obviously in the I think we started with Salah on the bench. Yeah, uh, he wasn't quite fit enough, was he? Yeah. So Oxlade Chamberlain started, yeah, which I think I think was obviously deserved. I mean, he wasn't playing yeah. mid his favourite midfield position. One of the things I did see from the England games was him, uh, obviously scoring a goal, um, in the first game. I forget who who did they play in Montenegro. Montenegro the first game, that's right, yeah. Um so he's been like banging form. I don't think he had a great game by any means, but definitely deserved. Um, what did you think of his performance though? Against Palace? I'll say Chamberlain. Um not England, Palace. <laughs> yeah. Um I I thought I thought he did um I thought he did okay, but he didn't. It was have a bit of a team of a... performance, wasn't it? Really, because you know you can't really like yeah. slate him for anything because the whole team as a whole yeah. didn't really get. I into still the think game. I still think Mane was our outstanding threat going forward. Um, as he is at the minute, he's yeah, just on fire. As, as he as he pretty much always is, yeah. And it was um, good that Bobby got a goal as well. Just keeps his confidence like ticking over yeah. really. As yeah. you know, as the real main man up front, yeah. I don't. I don't think it. Fa- in fairness, though, I don't think it phases him too much when he's not scoring because because I think it's acknowledged that his game is yeah a he's lot more than all the time, a lot more it? than just just the goals. But um, yeah, like you say, nice to, nice to get to get one. Uh, Mane's goals a little bit fortunate as well. I think keeper probably should have saved that. He got a good hand on it, didn't it? And then it just yeah, kind of still pushed it onto the post and then. I think like like that game, if you could, how it impacted our team to play our game, it was on Trent, because Trent didn't have a great game, because you know he had to factor in keeping tabs on Zaha. It affected his game going forward. I think that affected our that our whole play. Yeah, and I thought we 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 played. Obviously, Zaha was going to be the main threat. I thought we played him quite well while he still remained a threat. And he did end up scoring. And I thought Trent did did okay against him. And you're probably right. Like he didn't bomb on as much as he perhaps mm. usually does. Um, and we know that the defensive side of the game is 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 one area that he does need to improve on positionally as well. Um, I think, like you a, said before, when Henderson went off, it did like change the game. A lot more in yeah. Palace's favour, where they were like really pushing on Trent then, because I think Genie was pulled there to try and cover. But yeah, like he doesn't have the same effect as um, Henderson does. Yeah, and Fabinho picked up a yellow, didn't he? he got that yellow to, so he's gonna miss the Brighton, Brighton, Brighton at game, home. So it's not that. Which is probably out of you know. Yeah, I suppose a fixture that you'd select. For him to be unavailable for, then you you wouldn't be too uh, concerned about Brighton at home. So, if he's gonna get that yellow, then then fair play. Yeah. Should we move on to the game week? The other game week results. Game week thirteen. Yeah. Let's go for it. 
So we jump on the big one, uh, which kicked it all off on Saturday, half 12, West Ham against Spurs. Mourinho replacing Pock. Um, what are your views on that one? Do you think Spurs did the right thing? Well, Daniel Levy, should I say. I do think they probably needed a change. Like it's the uh, the thing I was saying about it was like it's difficult when you get into a situation like that and a bit of a rut of results, to then turn it round and get out of it and get on a great run. Like I can't think of many instances where managers have done that. Generally, when they get into that yeah. that bad run of form and the fan, out. not that the, I don't think the fans started to turn at all because they they're, they're quite the the. The consensus is that they're fond of Pochettino, but I think the general perception of him, perception of him amongst people who watch football in the media, etc., was that he was he was struggling. Um, and it's difficult to kind of turn that around. There was a lot of rumours about um, players being unsettled with uh, kind of in whatever their internal politics are going on there. I think, I think it perhaps needed it did need a change that the the waveform. Had been shocking for yeah. a good a good while, hadn't it? Um, it was only the fact that they got to the Champions League final that that masks that a little bit, really. And there's an argument to say that Ajax should have knocked them out, really. I mean, they they kind of uh, let them off a hook a little bit there. Yeah. But um, I think he yeah. Wanted so to be sacked in the end. He what? Sorry. He wanted to be sacked in the end. I really feel that what happened with. Leading up to the Champions League final, and he was kind of like coming across in interviews, like kind of saying, you know, if we win this, like what more can I do? And it sounded like the perception was he could walk away here if they if they win this. Obviously, they didn't. We did, but I think since then, and especially the way Tottenham work under the ownership where transfer policy, he didn't get. Maybe he didn't get the plays he wanted mm. in, but I really think he wasn't. He wasn't getting the best out of some of the players. Obviously, Harry, Harry Kane was still banging in goals, but I think Deli Ali was probably the prime example of he just wasn't performing whatsoever. Was he? He mm. wasn't getting the best out of him. Although you know, there's a lot of you can see how he apparently had this connection with the players. He was friendly with the players for whatever reason. There were certain players that were underperforming, such as Deli Ali, Eriksson. Uh, amongst others, so a bit like favourites, isn't it? Favouritism. He was kind of like because what Ali had done in the past, mm-hmm. he was kind of buying him credit. But yeah. then you know, on the face, well, of it, he, he was he, playing so poor. Yeah, he he's he's been poor for a long time. But then even that game against West Ham, you could see those little bits of him being more influential in the game. So do you think Pochettino will take? Cause I I think he will take the rest of this uh, like calendar. Season, you know, like as a as sabbatical, sabbatical yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think he's going to come in in January to someone. I depends, think because he, he was there like five, it? like five years, wasn't he? Five seasons. So, and the way he works, I just feel that he will. And I think a lot of these managers do now, especially you know at the top end of clubs. Um, they will have like six months to a year off. I I think he'll come back fresh, mm. in the new season. Mm. And like, what are your thoughts on Mourinho? Right, man. It's difficult. Coming. It's difficult one to judge how he's going to do because his his stock has obviously gone down a little bit from what it was. I mean, if you'd said, say, three four years ago or whatever it was that he was going to end up at Tottenham, then you know Tottenham fans would probably be like 
extensive. absolutely made yeah. up at the 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 ability to attract someone like him, um. But it didn't really go that well at United. Um, was he faded at at Chelsea as well? Um, it's difficult, to, and I think the thing with Mourinho is I think a lot of his methods are being brought into question that he's has football moved on from the way he he likes to play and you know that this more expansive approach is he is are his methods aligned with that um is he able to um be a successful modern day coach based on how the, how the game yeah. the game is now that's the, that's the challenge i think but i think it's and i can already see players as well yeah. because i think that come under scrutiny when he was at united he was kind of like singling out players i think the biggest one was that bastian sebastian Schweinsteiger, <laughs> where you kind of like he put him in the reserves, mm. you know, like a player with that profile, what he's done in the game to like really yeah. embarrass him, put doing that what, to him. Yeah. What I thought was uh, quite interesting before that game was he was, uh, as the players were walking out, he was kind of giving each of them a bit of a handshake and a bit of a, a, a hug or whatever. It reminded me of like, see, I think, He's probably seen someone like Klopp and the yeah. the rapport he has with our players. But that's natural. And the bond. Man. That's natural. What it's Klopp, not, yeah, Guardiola, Guardiola are doing. Mourinho, yeah. it, it's. I'm just thinking though, is he watching something like that and end. thinking, right, that's the way I need to be with the players. You know, I need to have this close bond with them, um, rather than kind of scrutinise them like you're saying with Schweinsteiger or whoever it may be, or Luke Shaw. I think was um, one who he. Yeah. He targeted for criticism as well. Does he need to have that slightly different approach? I think fair play if he's gonna like change and try and adapt his his management. Um, I definitely think they'll pick up, but because I, I think they, from what they've been like this season, it's hard to get any worse, isn't it? Yeah. So I I think that they'll, they'll get better. Yeah. Whether in the longer term he'll be able to uh, win trophies or or whatever, I'm not. I'm not not convinced really. I still think the squad probably needs investment and it's needed. Do you think they're resigned to the fact that they're not going to get top four? Do you think that's too far for them? So he's going to just really solely concentrate on the cups. Because that's the thing. You can never like. Well, they you got can knocked always... out the league cup, didn't they? Well, you know, they've still got two cups, cup competitions. So, you know. That's the thing with Mourinho. He's always gone strong in cups. He's always even, you know, he's given massive respect to the yeah. League Cup when he's um, been in that with a yeah. club. Do you think they'll resign the fact of finishing top four so they can concentrate on the Champions League and FA Cup to try and get some silverware in? Because um, he's got kind of a free. I think it'll be difficult the uh, for the, for them and Arsenal and United. I don't think they're going to get in the top four, you're right. So it's probably, he has been given a, a remit to have a look at the, the, the Cups maybe and yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he can do in the Champions League. And the biggest thing that we've got to talk about with Mourinho is he's always liked a big transfer, Kitty. Is he is he going to get that? Has he been promised that at Spurs? Yeah. He's I got... thought that was interesting in his press conference when they put that to him and said, you know, were you expecting investment in January and he said oh the players have got here are good enough so whether he's been already told you're not going to get the money mm, wait and see yeah uh, well on that result then Spurs winning uh, coming out 3-2 um, against West Ham um, yeah like just same again West Ham really like no fight 
until it was the game was mm. was over really and Spurs just I think he's got on the handbrake. He's yeah. the next one in the line for the chop, isn't Definitely. he? Pellegrini, I think there's a few who are walking that tightrope. Yeah. Again, at the moment, I think he's definitely up there for for the for the. Uh, and that keeper again, like just another bad performance from him. Goal just going yeah. through him like a knife through butter, and yeah. like you know, maybe they could loan Carrius maybe in January because he'd do so much better than what they've got currently. And like West Ham as well, they've got Chelsea. I'd next still as well. take Roberto over Carrius, to be honest. I don't know about that. Come on. Um, so yeah, West Ham still in trouble. Um, and then yeah, Spurs. Let's see what happens with Jose. Uh, so yeah, we go on Man City against Chelsea. Man City coming out two one. Um, Chelsea. I was like listening to it uh, the first half, and like when Chelsea got got that first goal, I thought, oof. Yeah, could this really be an upset? Cause, yeah. And what I've seen on the highlights as well, they were really good for the lead, even though it was short-lived. Um, but like throughout the game, I thought Chelsea really took the game to uh, Man City. Mm. And it was a good account from Chelsea, yeah. but it was Man the, City's like, quality was yeah. shone through in the end. I ended up watching it, watching it in the pub. Like, um, from what I saw, it was, it was actually a really open game and Chelsea had a lot of good spells of possession and create some good chances. Uh, and they were they were unlucky, I think, to lose to lose the game. Yeah. Uh, even at even at uh, at one one, they had some they had some good chances to to go back in front as well. Uh, huge, obviously, huge result for City. They're pretty much in a. They can't lose a game, can they? Yeah, so every game for them now. They really massive. the pressure on them uh, to keep winning now is is huge. So quite a good one. Uh, Guerrero went off, didn't he? Injured. So depending on what serious, the seriousness of that injury is, that could be a massive. We, we don't again. condone injuries to opposition players on this podcast, do? We? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take everything we get. Um, so yeah, keep City in you know touching distance. Um, after that result, um, move on to Bournemouth against Wolves. Uh, Wolves coming out two one victors. Um, comfortable enough win for Wolves. Um, you know, going up two nil, and then they had um, Bournemouth had players sent off. Um, I think yeah. I think I fell asleep at this point watching match of the day, so you have to fill in the gaps for me. Yeah. Well, like Wolves, just like they're definitely back. You know, the 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 team of last season again. Um, and that pushes them up to fifth now in the league. So it's uh, to do what they've done to combine the amount of games they played in Europe. Oh yeah, already to, this season. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I said on one of our last podcasts. I do think they they'll end up in like top eight because I, I do think they're just they're just a, a decent side. I think they haven't. Um, they've proved difficult to beat. They've had a lot of draws and things like that. Um, but. I think it's not too much of a surprise that as the season goes along that they, um, they would, would pick up from the start where they didn't get obviously didn't get wins on the board but they they were drawing a lot of games, they've they've got, someone in obviously Raul Jimenez who, scoring quite a few goals and try already seems to be like really now, yeah yeah providing the um. He's the final pass, the now, final pass that was missing from, yeah. you know, from his game from when he was, you know, last season or when he was, um, at Middlesbrough and Villa and things like that. So, 
they're a, they're a da- dangerous team. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Good Should we talk um, Everton getting beat two 0 at home? Boo boys were out at the end of the game. Um, you know, beaten by the bottom club. That was a shock result, wasn't it? Because Norwich have just been so poor um, in terms of in terms of results. Um, obviously, since the since they beat Man City, um, they hadn't scored away from home since they scored against us in the first game. Oof. So yeah, like even though Everton had been struggling, you definitely thought that was a, that should have been a home banker really. So. For uh, for Norris to get that result, well, I that had to be a home writing, banker. The writing's on the wall, I think. For oh yeah, it had to be a home not. banker because they've got Leicester next, then us, yeah, then Chelsea, then United, then Arsenal. So he's gone, isn't he? Yeah, um, Sam Allardyce emergency glass is gonna get broken there. <laughs> Sam Allardyce. Yeah, get him back in. He's back. Like, oh, Moyes, Moyes again. Oh, I've heard whispers yeah, of. Yeah. Well, he'd be desperate. He might go back to one of his old clubs. You might go Everton or West Ham. Let's face it. But like, where where do Everton go from here though? Because what you know, they invested Damn. a lot of money in um, silver. You know, courting him from um, Watford, um, and that fiasco. So what what did he do now? Like if they sack him, then, you know, did he bring someone in temporary, or, you know, it's they are in a right. Mess Everton at the mm. minute because they were David big Lundworth. expectations. Is David Underworth still there, probably yeah. But because he was the was it, he was the under twenty three manager, right. wasn't he? Yeah, I'm not sure. He's not sure if he still he was is. Dreadful. But yeah, it's not but looking good for Everton. No, it's not. It's the least of our concerns. I yeah. think if we give him a, a bit of a walloping in that derby, if he makes it that far, that could be it. Yeah. What's it? What's the next game? Leicester. Is it at Goodison or? For them, you said it was Leicester next game, didn't the, you? The the next game's Leicester away because we got Brighton at home next. Ah right, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, could be curtains before the door, but yeah, it's interesting to think whether they'll make a change before or after that because you could look at it if they make a change before it does that give them a bit of a you know new manager bounce or like you know it yeah. always happens, doesn't it? Once somebody. Um, Loses loses the job and then even if it's like a caretaker mm. or a new manager, there is yeah like you say a bit of a reaction. So whether they do that before the derby or not, yeah, the timing of, of that's interesting. But I think yeah, it's the, get park. the least of our concerns. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> out of their league, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> they, well, they, David Moyes is is more their level, I think. Yeah, uh, right. Let's move on to Watford against Burnley. Um, Burnley thumping Watford in the end 3-0 but what a scene of the highlights of that like Watford especially the first half they had some good chances um, mm. didn't bury one of them and they got punished for it in the second half by yeah. Burnley bloody Delefeo brought into me fantasy football team didn't they no, he did look good though again like but he's ju- he just hasn't got that final touch um, so yeah big win for Burnley again um, so we move on to Arsenal against Southampton another manager under pressure yeah. uh, again finishing two all but oh, they were lucky to get out of that last minute Southampton's goal. chances to make it 3-1 they uh, yeah they threw that away didn't they they should have um, they should have got the win there there was one one off the line and 
another one. I think was it Gineppo, I think it was, who had the two chances to to bury the game. But yeah, it's. It, I think we said before, like it doesn't feel like anything's really moved on under Emery. There's still a bit of a joke club. They haven't. They haven't got any personalities in the dressing room at all. Yeah. Um. And that's just that just shows on, on the pitch. But the impression I get with Arsenal as a club is that I don't. I think they are quite stubborn with changes. I think you know all the managers that are under pressure. I don't think they would necessarily make a change. It's the same until, with Everton in a way. Like what's the? Well, maybe not so much Everton, but like I Arsenal, see, if they make a change it, now, like same again. Like who, who do you get? Because I think Arsenal, they should... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another one, <laughs> isn't that. it? Laughable. But they might as well wait until the end of the... That's what you should be given until the end of the season. If he hasn't got top four, then, you know, it's fair enough. Bye-bye. I don't see any point in sacking him now. I don't think they get... I have to say, I don't... You know, I'm not... I'm a believer of giving people time and stuff like that. But for me, there's not enough signs there that they are progressing in the, in the time that he has been there but I don't think that if you look at the managers who are under pressure so the ones he talked about like Pellegrini and Silva I think they're much more likely to to make a change than Arsenal like I say I just feel like the people who are, are at that club are more stubborn like look at the whole Wenger situation I know he was there was, mass, there was loyalty there because he was there for so long but that was like on the how many years was that on the cards for oh. before he before he went so yeah, several years. I, I don't I don't really foresee unless they completely tank and and you know like say lose three games on the spin or something like that I don't know like then they might be forced into it but I just think they probably will see it out yeah. Until the end of the season, but I do. I, I at the moment, like, I think we've said before. I think the top four now is the top four. I think they they seem to be the yeah a, a class above the they're rest. They're the most of the consistent, team. aren't they? Let's face it. You get like York at obviously Tottenham mm-hmm. now under Jose. All right, they might get a bit of consistency mm-hmm. going, but you know it's a big ask still. Um, and then yeah, just like Arsenal and Man United, just so indifferent. Um, yeah, they're not going to touch the top four. Uh, so yeah, talking to United uh, just before we come on, that game finished. Mm. Uh, wow, what a game that was! That was probably game of the week. Hell of a game, yeah. Like we were just talking about it, weren't we? Before we started the podcast, how United turned that round and almost won that game is like unbelievable. Considering Sheffield United just absolutely bullied them, they remind me Sheffield United of. They're like but they're very like Burnley. They're really direct and they just get in your face. A bit like Stoke as well, what they used to be like previously. Yeah. And that ground as well is a bit of an old school football stadium with a crowd. Um you can tell has a bit of an impact and they just made it like so difficult for them. I think Phil Jones was all over the shop. Uh got put on his arse for the no for the first there. goal. Got dragged off at half time. Um yeah, like 2-0 up, you're thinking there's no way back here whatsoever. And then out of nowhere, I think in the spell of like 10 minutes, suddenly United are 3-2 up with a few minutes to go. And you're thinking there was a shot of Fergie in the uh, in the stands and he was he was chuckling away. And you're thinking this this was, that's the old, 
yeah. the old United, isn't the it? Of, of 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 just pulling something out of nowhere. Um, but then again, the old the old flaws um rear their heads a little bit when they're not able to to see it through. There's a slight shout of handball. I'm not sure if you've seen the. I haven't no. seen the goal, but um, the ball, um, McBurney who scored the goal, it kind of it is knee, and then the ball's going towards his arm. He manages just to get his arm out the way before he strikes it. Um, VAR having a look at it, but they they managed to um, they give the goal, which I think was definitely the correct decision. It didn't really have a seat. it didn't touch his arm by the look of by the look of it. So I think they definitely you know Sheffield United definitely deserved something out of the game, but it was just a bit of a crazy game the way it swung completely uh, in the last kind of quarter of it but yeah Sheffield United now sixth in the league like who would have thought that that was amazing that yeah and before they I think uh, obviously it's a little bit different now because you conceded three goals but you can before the game anyway they were still they are the second best defence behind Leicester and you can see how they are they're very solid they're difficult to break down you know they play with three centre backs but you know basically like a back five really and they are you can see how they're very you know you only have to look at our game against them oh yeah so I thought it was was really difficult for yeah, us yeah on the back of that now that was a really good result yeah coming out of there one now um, so yeah we finish on our um, next opponents then Brighton who uh, got beat 2-0 um, against Leicester um, yeah like the Rodgers Trainers just keep on. Rogers revolution. Yeah, keeps on moving. Um, like Vardy again, showing how important yeah, he is just, to Leicester. You know, involved in both goals. Just, you know. Yeah, he's just, just getting the best out of Vardy. Like, and just playing, you can tell they're just playing to his strengths. And he's, if he's up for it, like he's, a, he's just a hell of a nuisance for defenders, isn't he? And top scorer on the league as well now. And uh, yeah. Yeah, twelve goals. Uh, somehow need to get him in the fantasy <laughs> team because he keeps scoring. Well, because we've got Brighton next at Anfield, um, come Saturday three o'clock kick off. Are we worried about Brighton? Like I do like what I've seen of uh, Brighton under this. You ask, you ask me this question every week. Are you worried about this team? <laughs> like I'll be honest with you, I think. Do you expect me to turn around and be like, yeah, this? Do you yeah, know what? They... Shoot, Brighton worry me. Yeah. Have all the opponents this season: <laughs> Napoli, Man City, Chelsea. Oh come on, give me some of the plus points, Brighton. Well, I think they're a much better footballing team under Potter, Graham Potter than what they were under yeah. Chris Hughton. So they'll definitely give us a go at times, won't they? They'll. Do you know what though? I think that could play into our hands a little bit, wouldn't it? Because they do like to, from what I have seen of them, they they. Although I think against Leicester they might have played four at the back, but they have been playing three at the back, and they do like the, um, they do like the, the the centre backs of either side if you like to come out and play and join in, um, they are trying to play in a slightly different way. But then does that expose them to somebody like us, where if they're going to be pushing people, pushing centre backs forward, you know that that's gonna play completely into our hands, isn't it? So yeah. I think this is going to be a goal fest for us, I think. And I think... Do you reckon? Yeah. Cause we, yeah, because, you know, we have been, like, Are we gonna just get it? getting through yeah. games, but I think this one... Are we going to get a clean sheet? Do you want to start? I'm on fire with the stats today, so... It's like 10 games now. 
clean sheet. I haven't got the number of games, but our last clean sheet was the 28th of September against Sheffield, Sheffield United. United. Yeah. Is that it a is the one? It's I know the, we keep bringing yeah. this up, this keeps on uh, coming up, like, but is it a worry? Or? It's good and bad because I think when we concede, it's not, it's, it's not the end of the world because we're kind of thinking we can come back, which is a good trait to have. But eventually, you think at some point that will bite you on the arse, won't it? If you can, if you continue to give away, yeah. Especially the ones from this, we seem a little bit vulnerable on set pieces, which is where some of the goals or you know the disallowed goal at the weekend kind of came from as well. At some point, you're thinking, is that gonna cost us? So, I think it is a it, it can set it'd be just good for a little you know. Alisson's not had a clean sheet either since he's come back in the team. It'd be good for him to uh, get off the mark yeah, yeah with a clean sheet. So it, good for my fantasy team as well because <laughs> I've, I've got him in Trent, so yeah. come on, boys. I know we need these clean sheets. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, let's try and hopefully get a clean sheet. But that it's not a game that worries me, Stu, now. Okay, so with, so Fabinho, a with yeah. Fabinho suspended then, what do you think who's gonna he, he might change because we've got Napoli obviously in midweek and you're thinking that's a huge game to get through uh, in the group a game you're going to as well thanks thanks a lot Stu thanks do, do, do you want well, to is that is that, is that a pat on the back for the well I'm just saying you still owe my dad 50 quid <laughs> yeah we'll leave that till after the podcast Stu <laughs> um, I think we'll go we'll probably put a much stronger team out in the Napoli game and then we might make a few changes for the Brighton one. So you could see somebody like Origi starting against Brighton, Milner, um, so Oxlade-Chamberlain. So Origi in place of Salah maybe? Because Salah's still... Yeah, I'm just thinking... Or even, do you know what he might do? I think he might put Lalana in that Fabi in the Fabinho role. Oh, yeah. I could see him I doing about that. Him. Yeah. <laughs> he, what, you, you don't think he might drop Henderson back there? Or do you think that's that ship sailed now? Because um, he was never good there, was he? I <laughs> disagree with that, but um, I think he'll. Um, I don't know. It was interesting. They bought. Henderson came off early against. I think there's something. He's definitely managing yeah, Henderson yeah. his minutes because I don't think whether he has got the, an England injury that they're not talking about. But yeah. I, I, I've, I'm more inclined in thinking because Henderson, because he's that type of player who always gives a hundred percent, and I think it's just catching up with him now. Even though he's is he thirty now? Thirty one. Twenty. Is he twenty eight, twenty nine? I think. Really? Yeah. Oh well. Well, what Still got a few years was, left. Yeah, what I was going to say was it's kind of catching up with him now because he has always been that workhorse kind of player. And I think... To do that for exactly. every single game, yeah. yeah That's I think, why I think he'll play against... I think he'll play the usual against... You know, usual setup in midfield against Napoli. And Henderson will probably, you know, like you say, um, empty the tank and then he might be rested then. Yeah. But if we've got Fabinho missing, then you wouldn't want to make wholesale changes. So, yeah. But I could I could see changes, uh, a few changes being made. For well, let's face Brighton it, we should, we should still have enough to be bright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, well, with that Napoli game then, what do you think of that game? Because Napoli, they've always given us a good test. 
these past two years. Like, it's a, if we get the win, we're through. So yeah, I tell you what, like we do have to be a bit careful. Like we were talking about the the, the cheap goals that we're giving away, we're gonna have to be on more more alert in, in that type of game and some of the players that they've got who can hurt us. So, um, you thinking it's gonna be another another hopefully Anfield inspired atmosphere that that pushes us on. But they are, they are. Again, isn't yeah, it? they're gonna be, they're gonna be dangerous. So, yeah. I still, I still back us. You know, any game, you know, big European game at home, or any game at home, full stop. Like at the minute, you, you think, you're confident that 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 we'll get the the victory. So, should we do another yeah. goal prediction for the? Uh, I was just thinking, did we, game? did we do a prediction? We did for, for Palace. We did. I was very close. We both said we'd keep a clean. Did seat. I get it right? I said two 0 you said three now. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm surprised uh, that yeah, the close but no cigar. So yeah, that means like you're still one 0 up then, from um, in the in the standings. Sh- yeah. Prediction challenge. So do you want to do you want to take it away then? Which, your prediction. Which, what we predicted. Brighton. We just keep it to the league. <sighs> so you're trying to make me predict the result before before another game's even been played. Yeah. Come on. All right. Okay. Um, I'll say three 0 Clean sheet again to Liverpool. Yeah, that's what I was favouring three 0 but I'll go four 0 then. Two Liverpool. Right, just for clarity. <laughs> yeah, let's just note that down now. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the game week thirteen covered then. So we move on to our fantasy football. Um. Got sixty eight points so far. Obviously, we've got another game to come uh, mm. tomorrow night, which is Villa against Newcastle. Yeah, um, which I'm we, sure we, everyone's looking forward to. We both have many Villa and Newcastle players yeah. in our team. I actually do. I think I think I've got a Tyrone Mings. Oh, have you? I haven't got nobody. So, do you want to take it away? Have you started or not? Are you scoring? I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. Um. So. So you're currently on forty one. I've got yeah. So this is actually the first time. Well, I'd looked at it, but the first time since you know that the last game's been completed. You're so bang f- average again, currently. Uh, <laughs> you keep so, getting that. Sums up my life. <laughs> um, yeah, forty-one. The average is forty-one as well. So I did captain Sadio Mane. Got me eighteen points. Uh, Aubameyang with an assist. Got me five. Soyuncu again, who's been good for me. Another clean sheet. And then other than that, I think it's just complete scraps yeah. uh, that I'm working with. Uh, I have got, like say, though, Tyro Mings is the one outstanding who needs to play. So, yeah. Could all change. Bit. You could it's get a, a goal, clean sheet. Might it, push you back up do, there. Yeah. It's disappointing, but I think uh, just looking at your team, sure, I think you can, you can gloat a bit more because I think you, you've had a better... Oh wow! Yeah, Six, sixty-eight points. Um, sixty-eight. Sixty-eight so far. Yeah, that's what. Why? What, is it saying something different there? Yeah, it is saying sixty-eight. Oh, yeah, 68. So yeah, like uh, the big scorers, I'll go through. Uh, Chilwell getting me um, a clean sheet. Uh, he got me eight. Um, also got bonus points as well there. Yeah. Um, and then midfield didn't do too badly. Mane with nine. De Bruyne with seven. Um, and then Dan James. Uh, for United just playing before he got me got five assist, yeah. 
Uh, and then, yeah, up top, I've got Abraham and Aubameyang, who scored, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Aubameyang getting five there, and Abraham getting two, but the big one again, Jamie Vardy, mm-hmm. 24 points. Just shows you when you looks in. Looks in? Yeah. Uh, he had to retake the penalty, didn't he? Yeah, but... What, missed what you a, a lucky so it pick. could have been, it could have easily been a missed penalty, which would have been minus points. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, oh, I thought he meant, like, lucky, only oh, lucky get picking in, like... <laughs> but, uh could yeah. have been minus points though, couldn't it? But it VAR's working it. Oh it's yeah, like it's working a tree. I love same it. VAR's giving Liverpool the title. VAR's giving you the fantasy football title. Well, going to that then, I'm joint second now on seven four five. But there's this lad who I don't know, but he's running away. Well, I say running away. He's on seven eight, so he's got a nice little lead there going. And then where are you? You you keep dropping keep here. Scrolling, keep scrolling. Oh, tenth, not too bad. Out of a league of how many? I'm saying, even though I've not done particularly well, I've still there or thereabouts. But yeah, I think Jamie Vardy. He's the man. Isn't the he? problem is, I went too. I usually hold off on the wild card, but I went a bit too soon this this season. I did it quite early on. I think that's. Uh, I'm being punished for that because I used that to bring in, uh, Pookie. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, enough, he enough has not done him. a thing since, yeah. and then well, it shows again like how important the captain is. You know, like that can just change your whole yeah. game week. But I think Vardy is definitely the guy who's on fire at the moment. Yeah. Well, so looking he's... at next week's, who would you out of next week's fixtures? Who would you pick as captain? Looking um, at it now, so you know, are you confident in just going with the well? Saying that, man, man, he's basically a forward, isn't he? So. You know, I've got four forwards there in Manny, Aubameyang, Vardy and Abraham. Obviously, we've got Brighton at home. So that's looking really favourable, that with Manny. But yeah. then Nor- the, uh, Aubameyang, Arsenal, they've got Norwich away. But the form that Arsenal in, mm. you can't really bank on him. I might bring Pookie back in for that. <laughs> I can see Pookie turning up. And then you got Vardy against Everton at home. So, you know, that could be another battering for Everton and then you've got another battering potentially with Abraham against West Ham at home again Stamford Bridge so it's going to be a tough one who to pick captain there yeah there's a few big gamble few shouts isn't there Um, yeah uh, I definitely think if you've got Vardy in your team that's a good shout I do because we were talking about Liverpool's changes although Mane doesn't tend to miss games I suppose you never know well, that's so a good show, slight yeah. thing to to take into account there. Oh, you're throwing a spanner in the works there now. That's the, yeah, that was my intention. Oh yeah. See how what about how you know people could be looking at Harry Kane now now that um, Mourinho's gone in. They've got Bournemouth at home, so that's a obviously you'd have to change your team around quite a bit to get him in. But yeah, potential potential yeah so yeah that is the end of the podcast then so we are back on the 2nd of december um so yeah we're into the december the running for christmas the um the christmas period the fixtures mounting up so yeah we'll be back after the brighton game uh at home um 3 p.m kickoff so yeah after that goodbye cheers